right? We're, we're kind of fundamentally different than a traditional advertising agency trying to work with a lot of clients. You guys think of the, you know, uh, AMC show Mad Men, you know, there's all that type. That's not who we are. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week's episode of Foray into Augusta's Marketing World. We speak to Jeremy Mace and Jeff Partle, who operate a local marketing company called PowerServe that serves a national base of clients from right here in Augusta, Georgia. As you heard in the intro, PowerServe is not your average marketing company, and they have some pretty crazy expectations for themselves. I have an unrealistic expectation that we would keep all of our clients because we've worked really hard to go through that blueprint process. We've worked really hard to learn and work with them. Some of what PowerServe can do may be dazzling or really, really cool to you, but at its core, we're talking to a company that has always prided itself in being strong on the fundamentals and helping businesses grow. We want the things that we do to be measurable. Okay, and so we, we want to make sure that what we're doing, we can show results, whatever those goals are. So in this episode, you'll hear us talking about a merger. Jeremy Mace created New Fire Media, and that media company, which we'll talk about, focused on some digital social media advertising. Jeff is from the PowerServe family side, as he's the president, and helped navigate the merger. I know I personally am really excited to talk about this business development with Jeremy and Jeff, and one really cool thing that we'll talk about is how neither of them are from Augusta, but both of them have built so much here. Augusta, Augusta is super important, and while neither of us were born here, this is our town. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is a really cool episode. This is my kind of thing. This is really on that side of business development, growing relationships, talking about giving back to the city. Uh, Jeremy and Jeff sat down with us at Augusta Podcast Studio, gave us a really awesome interview, and we are excited for you guys to hear that. And don't let all this focus about their business distract you from how cool these guys are. I ended up um, dropping out and creating my own comic book company. So these, <laughs> super smart, right? Borrowed money from my grandparents, started my own comic book company, and uh, there was no business plan. And of course, before we begin, this episode, like every episode, is presented by Nancy Powell. David, I want to talk about Nancy, so sit back and let me talk about her real quick. Guys, Nancy is an incredible real estate broker. She's a great friend of mine. She's a great friend of David's. She was a great realtor for me and my wife. We found a house in three months, settled everything in 40 days, and we were good to go. We love where we live. Thank you, Nancy, for doing that. We also want to congratulate her for her ribbon cutting uh, last week for her Powell and Associates. We're very excited for you, Nancy, and we could not be any more happy to have someone present our show. Nancy Powell, thank you. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we are Drop the Disc Podcast. Super excited for our two guests that we have today. And we are with Jeff Partle, President of PowerServe. Yep. And Jeremy Mace, Director of Creative Services, Digital Marketing, Sales Guy, General Awesome. I got to say, uh, Jeff's was a lot more concise. I it appreciate was. that out of you. <laughs> no problem. But, but Jeremy, I'm, I already know you have a lot to say, and I'm ready for that. Um, yes. Before we get into kind of talking to you guys, profiling you guys, uh, 
what? Tell us a little bit about PowerServe. What are y'all doing in Augusta? Uh, for people that haven't heard of it, what is it? That kind of stuff. It's been around for a long time, hasn't it, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. 1998. Yeah, we were we were way back when uh, Al Gore created the internet, and uh, <laughs> we we got started about then. And um, we build amazing websites. We do branding, digital advertising, software development, application development. We do uh, web hosting. Uh, just a variety of digital services. And um, our tagline is helping you build your business online. Okay. And PowerServe, which we'll find this out, is a, a consolation of two companies. So, uh, Jeff, you were the one, you, you're you from the PowerServe side, is that right? Correct. And then, Jeremy, you're from... Uh, I had New Fire Media right. that has been a digital advertising agency for um, the last 10 years. Um, and... Like Jeff was saying, uh, PowerServe's been around since 98. So Cool. Yeah. And our primary, our core focus uh, at the time was software development, website development. Um, so we did apps and, gotcha. uh, and sites. So it was a great compliment, um, the new fire services and the digital marketing creative side. Yep. All right. So we'll get into all that stuff. But first, let's, let's take it back. Let's turn back the clock. We're going to start with Jeff because I want to get you talking. Okay. We don't need to get <laughs> hey, Jeremy talking. Yeah, just, just so everybody knows, Jeff's clock has to be turned further back than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Perfect. Exactly. So we should go. Since he is older, he should go first. Right, guys? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what we did here. Yeah, thanks. So, so, Jeff, did you grow up in Augusta? No, actually, I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware. So when you grew up, you were really interested in being a CEO of a marketing company. No, not really. So <laughs> what, what was life like? What were you interested in? Talk, talk, talk to us about growing up. Well, I think I was really into sports. That was really a big thing for me. I played anything from baseball to football, and I was always on a sports field. Um, but always was really pretty good in the classroom, um, especially on the math side. So when I decided to go to school, I uh, went uh, to get a degree in economics from the University of Delaware. Okay. Graduated in 1987, but it was kind of interesting where it diverted a little bit. Rather than go get a master's or a PhD, we got introduced to a woman from um, from Chase Bank, and they were building applications, um, uh, business applications, not Fortran or scientific. So she came in as a guest lecturer and speaker, and they had a little MIS, Management and Information Systems, which was uh, not anything that was really... That's kind of a new field, field at the time. Yeah, in yeah. 1987 when I graduated. I really got interested in building applications. Um, so I started interviewing, and next thing you know, I'm here down at the Savannah River site. Wow. It was the Savannah River plant at the time. Wow. And I started building software. Um, for Department of Energy. Can you talk about what you originally developed back then? Is it like top secret or something? <laughs> well, I, d I did take a little. Yeah, it is a little bit. Oh, okay. I, I kind of started in the procurement side and the accounting side, and then we went in, I went into um, nuclear material accountability, nuke mass. But all this wow. is applications as well. Exactly. We were so what is an application in this time? Because right now I'm thinking of Twitter. Yeah. And, and, and that's really a, an application at the right. time. What we were doing is very simply tracking um, nuclear material, okay. factoring into decay. But it was an application at that point on an IBM uh, server. How, okay. big, how big was that computer? Um, about the size of this room. So it was awesome. <laughs> and, and what year are we talking about here? 1987 through... 
Um, at that time, it was 88, 89. At this point, okay. were you living in the city of Augusta? Oh, yeah, I moved okay. down. Okay. I, gotcha. All my stuff, I could really get in a U-Haul trailer, <laughs> a real small one. <laughs> so, Jeremy, let's throw this to you. Yeah. We're going to take you. Tell us about, did you grow up in Augusta? I did not. I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas City, oh, Missouri. Wow. Oh, you were just talking yeah. about this. Yeah, I was, that's I why I love known. the Chiefs, right? <laughs> um, which I'm sure by the time everybody's listening to this podcast. This will be posted we, on Sunday, so that <laughs> if the Chiefs don't win today, it's going to be a really <laughs> funny episode. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a riot. It'll be, it'll be really funny. Now, I grew up in Kansas City, and um, I really wanted to write comic books was, was my goal. And so um, I decided that college, you know, why, why would I work so hard and then have to pay somebody? I figure if I work, somebody should pay me. So really had a bad, uh, bad idea around what, what college and education was. So I ended up um, dropping out and creating my own comic book company. And in doing so, I would put together the At the age of 19? This is 19, yeah. Great. So these, <laughs> super smart, right? Borrowed money from my grandparents, started my own comic book company, and... Uh, Realize that somebody actually had to put the books together. Were so they? Were they? Did they see the business plan? No, there was no business plan. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of just wanted to air. There that was a out. lot of ego and confidence. That's right. what we had going for us at that time. Um, and I realized that somebody had to put the comics together, which means that you needed to uh, print out the word balloons. You had to uh, get the artwork and get the letters on the page. You had to work with a printing company. You had to deal with computers at the time. So I really began to kind of understand desktop publishing and graphics and um, start thinking about marketing and dealing with publishers. And so all of that kind of brought me to a realization that um, comic book writers were broke, but <laughs> graphic designers had families uh, and <laughs> companies. So maybe I should transition over to that. So I uh, ended up moving down to Aiken um, with my uh, parents and then eventually getting over here to Augusta. Fell in love with a beautiful girl from Beach Island and the food and the weather, and I'm not leaving. So there <laughs> that's you go. That's incredible. That's it. That's, that's, that's the quick recap. The quick recap. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll take this back to, to Jeff because it sounds like we're getting close to the time when Power Surf we started. We did meet earlier right did you we guys meet before power serve uh, no no not before okay. power serve well i don't know maybe well, actually, we actually i had a little intersection with jeremy he didn't even know this my wife <laughs> i like this already uh -oh. my wife was um in charge of league links do you remember that <laughs> i do and uh she showed <laughs> sorry, me I'm laughing. And, and and she was a member of junior league let me put this in context and yeah. she was uh on the uh newsletter or magazine yeah. publication side of it and she showed me this publication, and I saw Jeremy's name in it. And I said, "This isn't really, this isn't bad, you know." I'm, this, I'm, I was listen, guys. I had side hustle before the term side hustle existed. Okay, okay yeah. So I was you. working as a graphic designer doing um, uh, apartment guide uh, layout. So Love I would that. do like logos and maps and floor plans for Augusta Apartment Finders Guide. But you know, I needed to make a little more money, so I started doing some freelance graphic design stuff, connected up with um, the League Links. Mm -hmm. So she was in the Junior League at that time. Yes, she was. Wow. Wow. <laughs> she, awesome. She is now a sustainer. She's a sustainer. <laughs> so it was wow. a while back. That's a big organization. It is. Yeah, they, is. they do that really cool... Um, Flea market kind of uh, event. Have you guys Attic ever sale. heard of this? I have heard sale? of this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it is humongous. It is. <laughs> Everybody humongous. cleans out their their uh, attic. Yes. 
This is great. There you go. Where were we? No, where we? we, we hey, listen, listen. Uh, I, I do, I do think that um, doing those kind of side hustle freelance mm-hmm. jobs where you're expanding and pushing yourself, like I had never done um, magazine layout, and it was kind of a glorified newsletter, but it did have a lot of pictures and interviews, and it was like 16 pages long. Yeah. I so I had to put that thing together, right. and then and then talk to the ladies at, at Junior League to make sure they were happy and approved it. And um, sometimes I had to make sure I spelled things right, had to get it ready to go to the printer, and we get that thing shipped off. Um, and at the, at the same time I was learning layout in a physical sense, I was also learning how to build websites. Uh, and we used uh, antiquated technology like Flash and uh, <laughs> old, uh, we were working in like Dreamweaver, Net, Netscape Navigator <laughs> websites and stuff like this that just doesn't even exist anymore. But we were designing websites at the time. There were really only a couple of companies that's, that, were, that were doing um, web and internet work in the 90s here mm-hmm. in Augusta. There was Augusta.net, there was PowerServe, Morris. Mm-hmm. Morris was doing stuff. Um, anybody else? I'm right. Mental Soup. Mental Soup. Don, yeah. who works with us now, was <laughs> had a company called Mental Soup. His he had he had Uber and Uber Eats in 1997. Yeah, this that... guy was so far ahead of his time. <laughs> really, I'm seriously like he literally had that concept. It yeah. was wow. crazy. He's he's amazing. Yeah, he, wow. they were actually printing it on a fax <laughs> when the orders came in. <laughs> Because well, so, at the time they didn't have internet in all wow. these restaurants, so the That's incredible. So they literally operated that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it would you would order online or order through the phone, and then the the application would send a fax to whatever. Um, That's crazy. That restaurant is, for so, the takeout order. So let's backtrack this a second. <laughs> okay. Yes, Jeff. We we haven't really gotten to you starting PowerServe. We know how you got here, but what you know you it sounds like you had a pretty good job. I did. Yeah, I did. Why did you leave the plant? <laughs> well, I'm, you really went. That's the, the subtext. The, 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 yes. The, the, the true wanna... story is we. I kept getting on these projects, and they would never implement the software I developed oh, because the the project would get canceled. Okay. And you guys might remember SAP, which was an enterprise resource planning application, and it was my second uh, a software development project that was not going to be implemented. So you had done all this work. And then you go give it to the people in charge, and they're like, okay, thanks. Thanks. And, the, and well, we got defunded, and we're not going to implement it. Because there's really not a cost incentive out there. So if, if somebody decided there was something better, they would just change it. So when I put in my letter of resignation, my boss said, oh, you're doing such a good job. Why are you leaving? And I said, because I don't want to have to explain three failed implementations. <laughs> I just want to stop it, too. <laughs> but you were working for the, you know, the largest employer, the United States government at that time, right? Yeah. Or were you working for one of the contractors? No, I like was. A, I was working for a Westinghouse at the time. Okay. came down with was DuPont, yep. and then we transitioned into Westinghouse. Wow. And so it was really time for me to leave uh, <laughs> because I could not explain my resume anymore. Wow. So you left. Did you leave to start PowerServe? No, I didn't, actually. Um, it was PowerServe was, I guess, a year old. Okay. And it was so run- you had already started doing that yeah. on the side. No, no, no. no, no. no. no PowerServe pow- existed in another... Gotcha. There, there was three other leaders. Gotcha. And, okay. Okay. Um, and so um, I literally, um, Zach Jones, I saw Zach, uh, who was one of the originators, uh, original founders. And uh, we were in Walmart and I was getting a present for uh, Toys for Tots. Okay. 
and I was in between gigs, and, and I said, Zach, what are you up to? And he said, oh, I got this power serve. I left the site, too, and we're looking for a project manager. And Look I said, that. you've come to the right place. <laughs> Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> Where you can get anything. Even a job. <laughs> Even, Even a, a job. job. Wow. I kind of say it as I was looking for Toys for Tots, and that was my that was my promise, but I came on um, and, and you were giving, and somebody gave to you. Exactly. That's a wonderful story. It is. Yes. It is. So um, I started in January of two thousand. Okay. Wow. Okay. The company started in ninety eight. Okay. And um, through all the dot com bubble burst, all of a sudden, um, I was the president mm. in two thousand and five. We'll be back to talk merger, business development, and more. But first, have you ever just really craved a beer or some good old time with your friends? You know, right now, during this time of the pandemic, we, we are craving these things right now, social interaction. Well, guys, I want to tell you all, Savannah River Brewery does an incredible job at social distancing everyone inside. You stay in your group, wear a mask until you start drinking that delicious beer. If you need something to do, they're starting to ramp up their trivia. They're starting to bring out different beers. It's time to go try Savannah River Brewery. It's time. Cheers. So you guys were an internet company. Yeah. And, and just to explain the dot-com bubble burst to people... They in like know. three sentences. How sad right. is that? Right. Like there's a, I mean, an 18 year old has no idea what that is. So, yeah, that's well, true. I think, I think it was the first launch of online companies. And I think one of the famous survivors is Priceline.com. Yeah. Mm. Right. That's probably yeah. one of the few. Can you think of another mm, uh, .com AOL, company? Does AOL still exist? <laughs> well, they were the rage. They were the rage. I mean, so it, it basically anytime you had a company that, use .com in its name, or mm -hmm. you put an I in front of your company's name, or an E Internet in front of your company. name. Right. If you were, you know, E-podcasts, then you would you would be the winner. Um, and, and all of those companies were really inflated on the stock market. And yeah. so mm -hmm. people got, um, eventually realized that these companies probably should make money. If they don't make <laughs> money, we can't really invest in them. Right. That's when the bubble burst. Yes. And only the only companies that survived were the ones that were actually building a, a real business. And so when the when the bubble burst, it, it a lot of people lost a lot of money. Yeah. And a lot of people lost a lot of jobs. But the fallout was um, businesses that could survive and pivot and evolve. Mm -hmm. And PowerServe survived that. Um, companies that grew out of that here in Augusta, like TaxSlayer, right? right? Fantastic company. They they all of a sudden are start emerging and realizing, hey, internet technology, this can work. Let's build our own team. Let's build our own technology here. And so um, it, it also was a time for opportunity, but there were a whole lot of investors and across the country where, I mean, like they would just pay huge i mean it's kind of like some of these social platforms that are way over yes. valued whenever they come whenever they come up uh, on the stock market so it's, it's similar some of the there's been some little bubbles burst mm -hmm. uh, on the social media side here lately but the internet bubble was just humongous and lots of companies just disappeared overnight if you said you could deliver your service over the internet you just got a pile of money and then finally they said are we ever going to make any revenue on this side let alone profit yeah, and mm. much of them 
So the fail. so the it, not to d- derail too much onto the internet bubble, but if you were a company in ninety four ninety five that was coming out and saying you were going to deliver your your deliver your product mm-hmm. online or deliver your service online, investors would just throw money at you. You were overvalued, but it takes three four years for people to go. Okay, hey, we're giving you a chance. Okay, we're giving you another chance. Okay, you're failing. Okay, you're done. Yeah. That was just happening with way too many companies. Mm-hmm. And so PowerServe was not one of those companies. Not. No, we were we were also a service providers, right? So right. we weren't really actually Priceline.com, but we were it was interesting. We developed some uh, custom e-commerce software for Vision Direct. Now nobody knows of Vision Direct, but they were actually purchased by drugstore.com. Uh, which is was was one of those yeah. internet, <laughs> internet <laughs> sounds like it it's yeah. internet yeah. bubble yeah. companies but right they bought them and um, so that that was kind of they they started merging but then we pivoted to doing websites um, we actually were were the first real estate company we developed Maybomb's first uh, real estate website which was integrated into the MLS which sounds pretty. Like no big deal no now. No big deal but now. It's huge deal. Yes. Matter yeah. of fact, uh, Mike Pilati was who we worked with, and he had the server, and and he had a. When was that? When was this? I think that was in two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay, so take us through kind of the growth of PowerServe then, from like you know the the merger was in what twenty nineteen. Yeah. Our, so yeah, maybe up to like twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah. You know. So we, we expanded by um, purchasing companies. So we, we pivoted into the website design and development. We developed some tools that um, kind of like think of a WordPress, but it was our, our own content management solution because gotcha. it, it didn't exist. Yeah. And uh, we, so we started building websites for, for companies. Um, and, then, and then what we did, we purchased Metal Soup, Don, who's yeah. currently with us. Um, now, double, did you did you do that? Were you building? Yes, at that point you were doing this. Yes, yes. At that point, we were uh, we had pivoted from the dot com um, bubble burst, and we were started building websites for small, medium sized companies. And then also had a group of programmers and developers that could do software development on a larger scale for enterprise level companies, larger companies. So they may need something to run their warehouse they may need something to run their product tracking it may need to be customized inventory all those kind of things and so jeff had the business has always kind of had two sides web development and web hosting and then programming and application development and both sides have grown sometimes one overtaking the other and vice versa over that 17 year journey i guess so this is obviously like well documented that we're in the southeast or in Georgia. And and the reason I bring that up is because you have this company that completely exists because of the internet. And and I'm wondering like you guys right now I think are very successful throughout the years what has been kind of the impression, you know, like in this city of you know building websites, building applications. Like you said you worked for Maybaum what else were businesses saying? I'm I'm curious. Like as as you grew, well, I mean, I think one of the big things that that even to this day we want to we want to solve business problems. Right. We want to we want to either drive revenue, um, inc- uh, decrease costs, or provide more service to their customers. So I think that's that's our genetic. Whether right. we're we're kind of fundamentally different than a traditional advertising agency, right? 
trying to work with a lot of clients. You guys think of the, you know, uh, AMC show Mad Men, you know, there's yeah, all that. Type. Right. That's not who we are. We are kind of like, uh, I mean, Jeff's really not a nerd. He was talking about the sports and stuff. But <laughs> I grew up with, you know. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. comic books and all that You're stuff. You're way so over the top. We're, 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 the, we're the nerds and the geeks that you call to help build your business online, which but, is very different than, hey, we're the cleverest, coolest cats around town, and if yeah. you want the neatest logo thing, you should come see us. That's just not our jam. We're come, like, come down to my yoga mat. <laughs> no, that's no, not us. It's more, <laughs> it's, it's more like, hey, do you have a spreadsheet we can look at? And okay. you guys have revenue? And Very how can technical. We, how can we increase that? Well, right. yeah, and I think there's a technical aspect, but there's a business aspect. For sure. As a, those, are, those are big differences. But you were, you were talking about um, the difference of being in the South. Yeah. And uh, we did experience that um, whenever there would be a large company that would, would kind of entertain working with us. And so having to go to New York or go to Texas or go to California and say our business is located in Augusta, Georgia, sometimes would get you the little eyes raised, you know, the, the eyebrows would raise. And like, well, you're not in Atlanta, you're not in New York, can you really deliver right. world-class service? And I think that that mentality has finally shifted. Like, I, I think over the last probably four or five years, the fragmentation of you know, where companies are located and the fact that, you you know, you can only be a great tech company if you're in Silicon Valley is mm -hmm. just not the case. You can be an amazing tech company wherever you want to be. We happen to be located in one of the coolest cities. I mean, you guys do business nationally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I would say, you know, we have customers in Chicago, in California, um, Nevada. So okay. uh, the bulk of, I would say... Uh, over 50% of our revenue. And they comes. like to work past 5 o'clock. <laughs> right. Yes. Like our time. Yeah, right. That's why my phone <laughs> That's is. That's right. That's why we work early to get our work done, and then we work late to communicate with our clients. So, yeah, we've so, always had, I guess my point is, we've always had a, a lot of our revenue come in from outside the Augusta area. That's not to suggest that we don't do business with them, but sure. some of our larger, larger clients come from Connecticut. That's really interesting, though, building this business locally but like being able to grow it on a level. And I think that's something that we kind of want to show off that, that we're starting to do here. Like, and tax is that same yeah. way. Before we go too far down okay. this though, we need to hear Jeremy's side of the story. We kind of left what off. What was I doing? What were you right. doing? Yeah. Well, I was trying to do comics and I quit. No, I, um, <laughs> again, I'm not <laughs> I'm always still trying to work on comics. <laughs> um, I, uh, I worked for, uh, a few different places, and I always had kind of a entrepreneurial spirit, and so I would work someplace for a couple years, and then I wouldn't like somebody telling me what to do. I'd want to go do it myself, <laughs> so I would quit and go start my own thing, and then I would get hired on, or I'd sell my company. And and was this move. when you were married? <laughs> I've been married, yeah. So because <laughs> that could be very tough to that's do. Tough. <laughs> yeah, Kim definitely tells me what to do, but you know. Um, Wait, you mentioned you mentioned. How many comp have you sold multiple companies? I, I have. I sold Mace Graphics early on, actually to um, the guys at TaxLayer, and so no whenever, relation to your last name at all. Yeah, <laughs> it was my brother and I. As actually my brother and I, and we were doing logos and website design and and graphics and layout and things like that. And um, we did some work for the TaxLayer guys. TaxLayer guys thought it worked great. 
they ended up buying us. We went to go work for them for several years. Okay. Um, and uh, had great relationship. Still have a great relationship. TaxSlayer is one of our favorite clients at um, at, at PowerServe and was through through NewFire. Um, and then. In about 2009, 2010, right about the time of the uh, downturn in the economy, I thought it would be a great idea to start another business. Of course, why yes. not? Right. So, Go for it. Um, uh, my business partner at the time, uh, Turner Simpkins, and I started uh, New Fire Media, and it was going to be a digital advertising agency. And we were going to be the only ones here. And we were for a time. So right. we've talked about what PowerServe was doing. They're building websites, building yeah. business solutions, applications. Yeah. What's the difference between that and what you just said, which is digital advertising? So we were helping companies understand how to run campaigns on Google AdWords, right? We're trying to help people understand how to have their uh, website show up in Google results, which is SEO. Um these, this crazy thing called MySpace and the <laughs> Facebook started oh, back yeah. in um, 2009, you know, and um, people needed to know how does my business utilize these social media platforms? And we would do consulting, right? And then we would help them run ad campaigns. Um, same thing for YouTube, same thing for Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those different ad platforms. Um, businesses usually are really good at doing what they do but they may not be good at running um, ad campaigns on these social platforms. And we knew that, that people needed help and that we were uniquely suited to do that. So we did build websites as well, but we weren't hosting the websites, right? Ah. So PowerServe would be able to build and host a site, kind of provide all of those tools, whereas NewFire, we were building a site, be hosted someplace else. You could host it yourself, you kind of right. do whatever you wanted. Uh, we used a variety of platforms to do that. And so we had a great core team of... Um, you know, creative directors, programmers, um, graphic designers, ad specialists—that type of uh, that type of group—and grew and did really well. But we found that over that ten-year um, time frame, all of the other advertising agencies here in town and all the other groups realized, "Hey, this digital thing is here to stay." <laughs> so they began to create their yeah. own divisions, right? So right. other agencies would say, all right, we've got our digital guy now, or we've got the, before we were doing it for them, right? Uh, yeah. But mm -hmm. as we, we would find that um, companies were wanting to spend money for advertising campaigns, and before billboard TV and radio were taking 70% of the budget and digital had 30% or maybe it had 20%. Well, over that 10-year time frame, think about it, from 2010 to 2020, it totally flips. 80% yeah. of your budget is being spent online. 20% of your budget's being spent um, on, you know, in non-digital efforts. And right. so that changed the dynamics of, of what companies needed. And um, another thing that we really struggled with that's been great to, to get with PowerServe on are those larger programming jobs. So we would come up, I'd find through a sales opportunity or a relationship that somebody needed a massive e-commerce custom solution that managed inventory. We would try to do it, and we would not do a good job. And now those are things that when I come upon those or I'm, I'm, doing, I'm you know, doing a sales lead and somebody needs a big project, I know that I've got a team that can not only deliver it, but deliver it well, can pr have proven track record of results. And so it ended up being really, I mean, it sounds cheesy. It's like one plus one equals three. But what? really, the tran <laughs> to transition, David, I'm going to give you the transition. Here's the softball, man. So we transitioned from 
two individual companies into one <laughs> massive, amazing company. That's awesome. So, so Jeff, your side of this, the the transition that Jeremy's talking about is your your company's merger. What was your side of the merger? What you know? What were you looking for? What did y'all see in, in each other? How did it go? You know, we don't have to. Get, I, obviously, some things you don't want to talk about, and and just don't talk about those, but. Like, this is yeah, a cool be- thing. Me begging is not uh, attractive. <laughs> that. Did that, did that this, not happen? No, 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 <laughs> this is a cool thing that, like, you know, you can conceptually talk about businesses merging and all this stuff, but, like, it's happening in our city and our businesses are getting bigger and it's cool. And that's kind of what I want to highlight here. Sure. I mean, I think I think just like Jeremy said, that, that when it came to applications and hosting and servicing the clients, that was... That was one of their struggles. I think the opposite is true of us. We were building really good websites, and people wanted to to, to do digital advertising. Advertising. They wanted people to come to uh, their website, and we lacked that service. I think the other thing that that um, really made me look towards New Fire Media as, as a, a possible merger was their creative abilities as well. So not only so they they provided services that we didn't where I thought they were stronger creatively and had the digital adver- advertising. And I felt like we had the website development, the hosting and the services side of it. So, and, and I've been through mergers before at larger companies, and a lot of times you see there's duplication of services and that, that the staff gets cut because they're merging. And the fact of the matter is we wanted all of Jeremy's, Jeremy's um, New Fire's employees. They were high-quality individuals that provided their services. So when we merged, we, didn't re- we wanted everybody to come, and most everybody did. Yep. It was it was very uh, was a really neat experience and and while none of that is easy it, it because you know the outcome is going to be good you push through you're able to make decisions communicate with great people like Jeff and and now I'm you know I'm super excited we took we take he can tell you I have total ownership feel like I have total ownership over right. over PowerServe I mean it, it's my company it's who we work with and that's the way all of our guys feel and. Um, that takes a little bit of time, but it also takes leadership that sees an opportunity and empowers us. Um, one of the things that Jeff told me is, you know, we've got a whole bunch of guys that are millennial age programmers. Jeremy, that's who you're working with. We want to make sure the culture stays relevant as things adapt and change. Um, you know, everybody had a hard time in 2020 dealing with remote working. Our crew took to it like, you know, fish in water. It was awesome. Like, we are able just to go, fine, we're going to work from home. We can do this. Let's yeah. make it happen. So right. Jeff gave the resources. Hey, you need an extra computer monitor. Hey, you need, <laughs> you need a different chair to work from home. Let's, let's make this happen so right. that we can do this. And we really have not missed a beat. Like, I mean, I, I, I like being in the room with everybody, and there's a certain energy that you can get from that. But in the case of 2020 and all the challenges that presented itself – we needed to navigate that way and be stronger and be a rock for our clients who are going through much worse situations than we were. Right. Not everybody you can't you can't be a local restaurant and work from home, right? right. It just doesn't happen, right? right. You can't be you just, you, ha, you have to have you have to be in front of you. And they needed a company that as as <clears throat> businesses are transitioning to more digital services. They needed somebody that was there, available, steady, constant, and we were able to do that. Yeah, for sure. So 
there's there's a question I have to ask because I know all the listeners at home right now are like, please ask this question, Chris. Uh, you're talking about adapting and growing, and we've talked about a computer the size of this room. We haven't talked about the computers in our hands. Yeah. And I'm sure that your business model has had to change and adapt at some point. Mobile I'm, first. Yes, yes, I'm curious. I'm just curious. You know, we talked about building apps, and now, and in my mind, I'm thinking an app on your phone yeah. that you can click with your finger. Yeah. I'm sure y'all do that as well. Well, I, um, and, Jeff, and I'd like y'all just take 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 over. You know where I'm getting at. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Jeff, we've had this conversation a lot. Somebody says at a business, "I need an app," right? right. And the, what they think they may need is not really what they may need. They may need a better website that works on a phone and provides the services there, right? Right. So you can have an app that's downloaded on your phone. But as soon as you build an app, you're in the app building business with us, yeah. which is very different than us building a website or a solution for you. Okay. So, um, yeah, everybody wants an app, right. and not everybody needs an app, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, no, okay. no, for sure. And I think one of the, the important things is, and and one of the things that I think we gain our customers' trust are, is we're going to listen to them. We have a process called a blueprint process where we're going to go sit down with our customers because they do come in and say, I want an app. And we said, why don't we just sit down and go through this process and us hear you out, and we'll, we'll then make a recommendation on what we really think you need. Yeah, and, and it may mean that we backtrack with them. Right. Like David was doing in the story, he's like, okay, I want to go find out what's the root, you know, where does right. all come from? And, and through that blueprint process, we can say, okay, what do you want your business to achieve? What are your business goals? Okay, let's think of the digital tools it takes to build your business. Those are the things we're going to focus on, and we may find that your existing website could work with a few tweaks. What you need is more traffic, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we got a solution for that. Or it could be that you got plenty of people coming to your website, but your website's not converting well, right? They're not. Nobody's buying what you got. Nobody's calling. It's not generating leads. We can optimize for that. Or it may mean that you definitely need a heavy-duty app that is built out that it can help you manage your business, and we can take a look at that. But if we don't dive, do that deep dive, right. which is really interesting. I think Jeff and I, we don't have a lot in common, but we thrive on this. We love learning somebody's business, mm -hmm. figuring out what makes it work, and how we can create solutions for them. That's I awesome. I think the other thing we do, too, and I, when we do that deep dive, is we want the things that we do to be measurable, okay? Yeah. And so we, we want to make sure that what we're doing, we can show results, whatever those goals are. So um, it's not a tell us a couple things, we're going to go away uh, for two months, and then it's we're going to spring this thing on you, and you're going to love it. Um, so we, we definitely have a collaborative process where we bring the customer along in the process that we know what the goals are, and we set up metrics to make sure that we can achieve those. So one of the things that leads to which PowerServe has benefited for years and years and years is customer retention. Yeah. So the people, because we prove that value proposition and that return on investment, um, that locks. locks we, do, we do a thing real quick called... Um, unrealistic expectations and we have that conversation with all of our clients like what's your unrealistic expectation and 
you know, you guys as Augusta Podcast might say, hey, our unrealistic expectation is that we're going to have a flawless podcast that millions of listeners are going to get every episode, right? It's and realistic. It's re- Don't listen <laughs> to them, guys. I'm sorry. It's realistic. <laughs> so we, we Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of um, traditional advertising agencies have a lot of turnover with their clients. Like they'll regularly see 20 30% turnover in the course of a year. I've never been like that. I have an unrealistic expectation that we would keep all of our clients because we've worked really hard to go through that blueprint process. We've worked really hard to learn and work with them and understand their business. And that means that we're going to be able to deliver something um, for them that works. What we're able to do is deliver for our clients and have that relationship built so that they don't have to go to a new agency every year, right? Instead of um, having them work with a um, fresh out of college intern that's going to run their account and doesn't understand their business, which happens in a lot of Atlanta advertising agencies. Um, and they just kind of churn through and the clients get ticked off and they go to the next big agency and they keep jumping ship, ship to ship. We would much rather build a relationship, stick with it, be committed and not try to make all the money in the first week, but build the business with them over time. Because the, the more, Income and the the larger the businesses that we work with, the more success they have, the more success we're going to have. Yeah. We're going to be back to talk about building business and doing marketing in Augusta. But first, I want to talk to you guys about a really great partner that has jumped on with us for 2021, and that is Edgar's Hospitality. Um, Edgar's Hospitality is a lot of things. It's the Snelling Center Conference Center. It's Edgar's, uh, the restaurant that is right by Helms College off Furious Ferry, Washington Road. It's Edgar's Above Broad, which is a really, really cool uh, rooftop bar. It's the Pinnacle Club downtown uh, right above us. But really what Edgar's is, is it's a group that comes from Goodwill Enterprises that serves Augusta and creates an educational program that puts people back to work. People go to Helms College they go and get real-world experience in these kitchens, and then they get job placement in the real world. This is something that Goodwill is doing to give back in Augusta, give back in our region in Georgia, and a lot of it is being pioneered right here in Augusta, Georgia. If you want to learn more about Edgar's, listen to our episode with Trip Harrison. Uh, it's a really great company, and we highly recommend support Goodwill, support Edgar's, and find more information on Edgar's at edgarshospitality.com. So, Jeremy, you're talking about relationships. And, <clears throat> Jeff, you entered PowerServe as a development director, mm-hmm. right? So relationships was kind of your job. And sure. president is just that squared or whatever. Um, more and more and more of it. Um, you know, you guys have come up in Augusta. You guys have grown this business. Please get me a water, too, Chris. And I kind of want to s- talk about the other side of the coin, not the PowerServe side of the coin, but the Augusta side of the coin. You know, you guys have had relationships in this city. Uh, You've been involved with other organizations and and the community. Talk about not only how that's been been the case through PowerServe, but also, like, do you think that's helped the business? Yeah, I mean, I I think for sure. I mean, I think all business is relationship. And part about being in a community is giving back, right? So... um, we all give back in different ways. Um, the company is given back by uh, working with a number of different organizations, Golden Harvest Food Bank, 
yep. um, Shepherd Blood, yep. um, and also um, um, Turn the Block. Yep, Turn Back the Block, um, turn for back sure. The block. Yep. Um, and then individually, you know, I've been involved in the Rotary Club. I'm no longer a member. Uh, things changed, but I was been a longtime Rotary, Augusta Rotary member. Both of us are committed to the Augusta Green Jackets, not only when they were um, over by Lake Olmstead, but now as they transitioned over in North Augusta. Um, I, the other thing that Jeff and I have a similar mentality on that we, we both think about North Augusta and Augusta being a unit. And sometimes there are people that are like, Augusta, Georgia, we're just North Augusta. And they kind of have that battle. But together, I mean, we live in North Augusta. The office is in Augusta. Employees are on both sides. We're shopping. We're eating. We're being being downtown on both at both parts of the of both sides of the river, and I think it's important to that's that's helped both of us have a good perspective on let's grow the area together. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, last week, uh, Pat Curry sat in the same seat as you and said almost exactly the same thing. Wow, about how Bona operates and and but I think that's cool that this wave of businesses that we're seeing in the 21st century in Augusta, it seems like, you know, especially talking to the restaurants, but but other, talking to you guys as well, there's a lot of collaboration that goes into everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There really is. There really is. I, I think um, one of the... How long have you guys been downtown, or we've been downtown? PowerServe's been it's, in that uh, building two, for a long time? Yeah, well, it, we moved down in 2006, and we were actually above Sanford, Brooker, and Banks. Okay. Where was that? Um, it's right next to Merrill Lynch on, gotcha. on 9th Street, right by McCartan. Oh, yep. It's, uh, it's one building up. And then we happened to um, be able to buy a 961 Broad Street. And so that was, I think, four years later. You purchased it. Yeah. Wow. It's right on Lafayette Center, well, yeah. which is like... The mini Central Park of Augusta, right? <laughs> I never heard so, of it. It's, it's like definitely a, a hidden secret. We were the green space before there was a green space. Exactly. By the way, was there. there is a waterfall there. There yes, is a waterfall. Yes, no one there. knows what we're talking about. No, dude, there's ducks there. We have ducks. It's a hidden in. secret. You Hang have out. to post about this this week because I, I don't even uh, know what you're talking it's, about. It's what? right behind uh, where TaxLayer is. It it's used right to be there. the yeah. Health oh. Central, Health Central YMCA. Right, and then TaxLayer bought it. Yep, yeah. tax layers are neighbors, mm-hmm. and uh, right across the street from Whiskey Bar and Nacho Mamas and yeah. all that kind of great stuff. We don't have to go far for lunch. We do not have to go <laughs> far for lunch. Or a beer. Or it's a meetings. great. It yeah. is a great. It is a great location. Yeah. And we, you guys were, we were committed to downtown before being committed to downtown was cool. Yeah, for sure. I think Nacho Mamas might have been the only restaurant was down there when we first moved down in two thousand. That's crazy. Wow. And we were really excited when Stillwater opened up. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> it's a great place. Hey, yeah. that, this is where the podcast was born. Exactly. Right. Stillwater. We're right there. Yeah. Pint right night. There. Yeah. Yeah. Augusta, Augusta is super important. And while neither of us were born here, mm-hmm. this is our town. That's I mean, so cool. we, we have ownership over it. I mean, being here for as many years as we've been, like, you know, we can talk about advertising or businesses and clients and chances are we've comic books we've worked with somebody (laughs) you know we've worked with somebody or we know somebody and there's always seems to be a connection it's not so big that you just don't know people most of the time we there's some connection and i think there's there's an element when we see augusta grow whether it's a new business or a 
a business expands, it feels like it's our success too. Yeah, you celebrate with it because you're working so hard to help these businesses. For sure. So you guys are teeing me up right now for my next question. I appreciate that. Uh, we, I like to ask this, of especially like creatives and, and organizations that are parts of things that, you know, like you said, Jeff, like create tangible change. Mm-hmm. I'm interested, and, and if you can't talk about certain things, I understand, but are there any projects that you guys have worked on that are just like the results were awesome, it was really cool, people might have heard of it, that kind of stuff? Almost a pinch me moment. Um, sure. I yeah. tell you what, the one one of them's happening right now. Exactly, I was so going to say that. We're um we're we're getting to build and in the middle of building the Augusta Press, and working mm. with that team of journalists and publisher Joe Edge and the rest of those guys has been super exciting. Saw y'all's he, billboard on Bobby Jones. Very hands on. Uh, I've been very hands on in that, and it is it is really exciting. And I mean, we're right in the genesis. I mean, it like launched earlier this week. Yeah. So super super fun. Um, Taxlayer. Taxlayer is one of our great clients. So anytime Taxlayer does well and you know has these huge moves, or just recently you know sold to or partially sold to venture capitalists, all this the, these big things, right. we've been a we've been a part of that. Um, I I think that you know we've we've gotten to work on the Augusta Museum website, right? We've got the um, the airport is is yeah. one of our clients. Uh, so there's there's parts of Augusta like that we just we're committed to. We want to see it be successful. For sure. I think the Augusta Press is, is really an interesting thing for me, just merely as a consumer and a, and a resident of Augusta. I really wanted to see how do we get local reporting and local news. So what what is you're, you're teeing this up. Yeah. I, what is the Augusta Press? The Augusta Press is a whole bunch of uh, established uh, veteran investigative reporters and uh, journalists that have come together and have have made their own 21st century digital newspaper. And, and so before we go further, yeah. in what way are you guys involved in that? We're building sure. the website. We're okay. doing the digital advertising. We're helping them grow. And um, I can't give away numbers, but there's a whole lot of people already subscribed, and it's exciting. You yeah. know? Right. So, That's really cool. So people are, getting, people are getting the word out, and we were a part of that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back to close out this episode and drop the diss. But before we do that, let's talk to you guys about the clubhouse. Um, We talked to you guys all about how the clubhouse is great for if you're starting your own startup, if you need a remote workplace, uh, maybe you just need some networking and you really want to find some organizations to network in. The clubhouse is great for all of these things. But that third floor area at the Georgia Cyber Center downtown is also a really great space for events. We put on last June uh, a panel where we talked about civil rights and we talked about things going on in our community as well as our country and the world. We will be doing that again in a couple of weeks and we will be doing that at the clubhouse. The clubhouse is a big supporter of this show. Eric Parker has his own podcast called Make Startups. I would highly encourage you guys to check that out and learn more about the clubhouse. Get whatever kind of membership you can because they're all great and they're all beneficial. And check them out at theclubhow.se. That's the clubhouse, but theclubhow.se. Check them out. Are we about to tie the bow? I, I feel like David's going to ask more questions. He's. I want to like, do one more is, direction, one more tangent. This is his thing. I want to know if, if we needed help, some of our clients needed help 
putting on websites. I mean, putting on podcasts. What could they do? Oh, we're gonna shamelessly plug <laughs> ourselves. Yes. <laughs> You teed that right up. I did. I'm trying to. No, thank you. I I do. I do think it's interesting to to let everybody know that we're not an uh, power serve. Also understands that we may not be great at absolutely everything. Right. Right. If we need to work with a different videographer to get a video for a client, we're going to go do that. If we've got a client that needs podcast audio recording, we're going to find a great. (laughs) group of partners to partner with, right? www.augustapodcast.com. Right, right. <laughs> right. Um, and so there, there's stuff that we're really good at, mm-hmm. but then there's stuff that we know's outside of our wheelhouse, and we've got to go find a great partner that adds value for our client. It was kind of interesting, just to dovetail, when we went through the dot-com bubble burst, that was really one of our lessons there is to focus on the things that you're good at and that, that's your core competency and partner with those that that provide a, a service that you, that you're uh, that can augment yours and help your client. Yeah. And and we have you guys on today because you are parts of a business and multiple businesses really that have been very successful and that you guys are are prominent in the community. I'm curious if somebody's working on building something right now, if they're in their first year or two, you know, a recession is a great time to start a business. Sure. You know, what, what, what do you all have to say to those people? I would say that nobody's going to hand you anything and that you really need to work hard. And people see you working hard, they'll be willing to come alongside and work with you. And so when, when we see entrepreneurs or somebody with a new business that needs a website or needs a logo or is looking for business consulting at the beginning, we will kind of judge what their level of involvement is and what they're willing to do from a work standpoint. And if it comes up to the level of what we're willing to give, then, then they will become a good partner for us. So I would say that that's something that if, if you have got a new idea, new concept, work hard at it and find other people that are willing to, to partner up with you to do that. I think that would be good advice. You guys are a great team. So let's talk about this last tangent. <laughs> I was going to try to add to that, but it, really, but it was just too was well just said. Like just, I love it. You know, I love what, it. What the last tangent. There's going to be a lot of editing. Is, in this it's, no, there no, won't. And not. you guys this are going to love it. This is great. It. Okay. It's 2021. It's the new year. We're talking about New Year's resolutions, and we're talking about like the future. Yeah. What's the future of PowerServe? Oh man, you want to you want to try to take a stab at that? Jeff, would you like to talk? Uh, <laughs> do it. Do it. Well, I really think for us, at, at, the, at the essence of what we're doing here is, is, is the people, okay? And we've never had a stronger team than we do now. And I think one of the things that our, few, uh, you know, in 2021 is we want to get the word out. Um, we've, we've done a really good job of relationship selling and providing those services to our existing clients, and we want to tell that story in 2021. Yep. We want to get that out and, and talk about why we're different as PowerServe and how we can help you grow your business online. Yeah, there's been the last year has been a wonderful year of transition and foundation building with the team, and we're ready to go. I mean, that. so I think that... Um, to, to Jeff's point, you know, if you're ready as a business to grow online, we're ready to help you. And we need to make sure that word gets out. Right. All right. 
Are we ready to tie the bow? We're ready. By the How way, do you guys do the bow tie? You I'll, guys have like a, that. like a normal I'll pattern, like a back Chris and is our pattern. expert. I got it Chris right is here. The you ready? Expert bow He's tire. a PE coach and a bow tire. Right, yeah. <laughs> a sweet, awesome PE coach. Agreed. And the Drop the Disc question is presented, of course, by Tranner Gray Media. We had Blaine Bailey on, the founder of Tranner Gray Media, and we talked about how important Augusta local business and building our city means to him. The Drop the Disc question is a big deal for them because it's everything that Tranner Gray believes in. And this doesn't even mention the fact that they're an incredible media company that put out really great products. We've interviewed also Michael Silvio Fortino, who puts together actors for them. A really great company. Learn more at trannergray.com. All right, here we go. Y'all are not from Augusta. However, y'all have built your life in Augusta. And so we're, we're Drop the Disc Podcast, and we, uh, we're here. Y'all have heard the word Disgusta, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure that's the first thing you heard of when you came to Augusta. It may not have been, but it has been. No, said. It, it, it definitely was. I yeah. mean, I remember people talking about there's nothing to do here. Right. This is, you know, it's gross. The only thing they have going for them is that, you know, golf tournament. And, you know, <laughs> right. There you yeah. go. And so, uh, you know, we're here dropping the disc. We're taking that out of the word. It's now Augusta. And so uh, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about this city, it's 2021. If they're going to talk about it now negatively, what would your response be? And we need two separate answers from you both. We're going to start with Jeff. Yes. Okay. Executive decision on that yeah. one. <laughs> I would say if <clears throat> I would say if you think that it's disgusta, the problem is probably you. Is that you're not getting out there, you're not getting involved in the community, and you're not making it happen. So rather than it be the problem of the city, it's probably look in the mirror. It's probably you. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I'm ready. The to JFK hear. Michael yes. Jackson combination answer. Yeah, yeah. the it's man some, in the mirror. The man in the mirror. <laughs> Ask what you can do for your community. Yeah, but I think I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, people yeah. sit on the couch, and if you're thinking fun's going to come to you and it's going to knock on your front door, it's not going to happen. But there's right. plenty to do out there. Yeah, I, I I I've told my kids, I'm like, you're never allowed to say that you're bored. There's no reason to ever be bored. We had that rule actually. It's just yeah. it's just not a cool. There's so much to do, so many things to get involved with, from you know to, from school to organizations to church to work. To, I mean, it's all here. It's all available. I think that. If somebody were to say, oh, I hate Disgusta or whatever, I would say you obviously haven't been out or your worldview is so cramped and small that your inability to see reality is just sad. That's what I tell them. Oh wow! I appreciate Straight that. From I'd be more aggressive. Mouth. I'd be more aggressive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree that yeah, they need to get out and work. Just sweating over. I here. mean, <laughs> come on. If you, if you, have you been, have you been to Augusta? Right. Obviously, you have it. If you've lived here your whole life and you think it's Augusta, it, you're sad. You need, you, you need help. Right. But, by the way, Jeremy, I can tell that you work all the time based on the leisure activities that you listed being. School, church, and work. <laughs> that's right. the way I like it. Right, 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 right. That's that's what the acquisition was all about. Yeah, and that's how the bow is tied, boys. It's it's tied up. Thank you, thank guys. You. Thank you, Mark thank you that. so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah I'm glad y'all so came. Seriously. Hey, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. We have Mr. Je- Pronounce your last name for us. Bartle. Like Partle. Bartles and James. You probably don't remember Bartles and James, but it's Bartle. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that I do, but Jeff Bartle. <laughs> Bartles and I'm James. I'm going to Google that. We have Jeremy Mace. 
Um, I'm going to actually... That's my only joke in the day. <laughs> so, it's so bad. And so 90s. I mean, it's just Bart- Bartles and James were the wine coolers, coolers that you tried to steal when you were 16 in, in 1989. My, my dad's wow. laughing right now. Wow. Way to date us, Jeff. Way to go. Honestly, to go. Jeremy, I was about to give you a time to plug some things you're working oh. on, but I'm starting to regret it already. Uh, well, I guess I thank you guys for having us. Um, Man, if you want to build your business online, come talk to Power Sir. No, but come on, talk uh, about. I know you've got listen, some things. I got comic cooking. books I'm writing. <laughs> you know, we're doing a Warhammer uh, big uh, Siege of Augusta fest uh, that's coming up this weekend. There's so many. It's cool not like things a protest thing. That's totally no, unrelated. No, 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 no. Siege of Augusta. It's it's actually miniature war gaming. So super nerdy. If you if you don't, if you, I'm sure I'm glad. You- if Put you, that in context. If you don't want to watch football. <laughs> Where are you going to slide the Chiefs game in this weekend? The brewery. Well, the brewery. <laughs> there you go. It's not and, a bad place to watch a game. No. And, and Jeremy, you're involved in the brewery art at Savannah River Brewery on the cans. Yeah, I get to help them. Which is pretty uh, freaking kind of gifting. cool. Yeah, the, the being creative director for some of those is is. Really, really fun. And and they embrace the nerdness, too, you know. Now that we've juiced that out of you, (laughs) thank you guys for coming (laughs) on. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. PowerServe is the the company. What's y'all's website? PowerServe.net. PowerServe.net's the website. Check them out. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. It's really, really cool that people listen to what we do, and it feels really great for us to be able to put content out there that people enjoy. Um, next week, we'll be with Anton Williamson, uh, the founder of Broad Street Bullies, a new restaurant downtown. Make sure to check him out. And of course, speaking of downtown, here comes Chris with Around Augusta. Hey, guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta, and I've got two or three things to talk about, depending on how I feel. Uh, if you're not sure about this segment, this is basically a time for me um to talk about things that i think is pretty cool in the city of augusta um anything it could be news it could be rumors it could be um rumors i've investigated and they're squashed um so here we go we've got let's see here we've got the augusta press check them out www.theaugustapress.com this is a brand new group Group not brand new to the area, but a very new coalition of journalists, writers, columnists, everything. They have teamed up together, and they have done a digital newspaper. It's only $5 a month subscription. They bring out really good, incredible stuff. They've only been around for about two weeks, and I think they just announced everything maybe a week and a half ago. So this is still hot stuff. Uh, Check them out. That's www.theaugustapress.com. Let's see here. A couple of months ago, I talked a little bit about the uh, sculpture trail. If you have not been downtown yet, you will see this incredible sculpture that's sitting on 10th and Broad. Um, it's starting, and the first one is in. The second one's coming in a little bit later. Uh, this is exciting things, guys. I mean, uh, uh Sculpture Trail is only a good thing for our community and and for people that come and visit our beautiful city. Um, Okay, I did say that there might be three things, and I just want to do a plug for what David and I are putting together. Um, We're about to release tickets 
an opportunity to um, go experience an Augusta Rocks series live. So this is a new concert series that we're bringing to the city of Augusta. I don't want to tell you too much about it, um, but be on the lookout for tickets to be sold. I will tell you our first concert is going to be kind of guitar pull style. And uh, we're going to have artists John Kruger, Will McCraney, and Joe Stevenson. We're super excited about that. It's going to be at the brewery. Um, it's going to be a full course dinner. Um, but uh, guys, Augusta Rocks is coming to Augusta. This is so big for us, and we're super excited. Can't wait to see y'all there. Can't wait for y'all to hear us this week on this episode. And I can't wait to see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>